Welcome to Entrepreneur Life with me, Joel Campbell. I'm an entrepreneur and I'm making a cup of tea. Uh, so it's Saturday, it's um, 20 past nine. Today is the day that we pick up um, the new car. The new car, I say, it should be new cars. I think we're gonna pick up the new cars anyway. So <clears throat> today should be quite an exciting, quite a energetic, quite a like, yeah, what a brilliant day because you know we're picking up new cars, it's really exciting. but. The journey's been a little bit, it's not been great. It, it's been all right, <clears throat> but the last part of it has just been not fantastic. And yesterday I did myself a real injustice. I was a, I was a, I was a, a, a compounded dick basically yesterday. So we've been working through, so we had all the cards ordered. We knew what we wanted, all the specs were done, everything like that was done. Um, we had a delivery date and everything like that from the dealer, so all of that was sorted. And then really we were just waiting for them to get all the agreements. Suki, out of the way, go on. And we were just waiting for it to get all the agreements done, like in terms of all the finance agreements and stuff. And I'd left that with the dealers and stuff like that. And they kept sort of coming back to me, Django, back, go on. I'd left that with the dealers. Um, and basically it just dragged on and dragged on and dragged on. I was looking at this and as it was getting closer to the end of the day on Friday and Bearing in mind, this is, this is, it's not a huge deal for, for the company that we're buying them off from Rybrook. I guess, you know, they're an £802 million business. So, you know, it's a number, but it's a small percentage. But it makes up the big numbers, it compounds. Anyway, so I was going through all of that. And I was just looking at this going, why wasn't this done before? Why have you waited until sort of the, right towards the last minutes to kind of get this done? And then there was the inevitable, well, we need to get this done by half five because the admin team that registered the cars leave by half five. And I'm like, I get that. And it is important to have that, that life and work balance. And I understand all that. There are the occasions though. And we have this in our teams and our businesses as well, where on occasion, you're, you've got a deadline that's gonna push slightly and you're gonna ask your staff to stay an extra 20 minutes to get this kind of done and over the line. Um, but realistically, they should have had it planned better, I think, and it should have been managed better. So either the expectation should have been a different day or they should have been able to meet that deadline because they do this all the time. So that was really disappointing. What ended up happening effectively was I was on the phone with them at half five. They had a made deadline. We could pick one of the two cars up on the Saturday, but not the other one. Um, and pick the other one up next week. I'm on holiday next week. I'm not here. So I was like, I can't do that. I'm not around until the 11th of April. That doesn't work for them because they've got to get it registered this month. So like, well, we'll get it registered, we'll get it done, we'll get it registered and we'll hold on to it for you. I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. My plan was to take that car on holiday with me. Um, so I'm like, and I've already organized the selling of my car. So I'm like, this is a bit of a headache. So I was just like, do you know what? In a, in a kind of a fit of emotion, um, uh, in a fit of absolute disappointment and a little bit of annoyance, I just tanked the whole deal. I was like, no, sod it. We'll just, we'll just tank the whole deal. You guys can't deliver on time. You can't deliver as you sort of said. Um, so on and so forth. Just cancel a whole lot. Um, and that was a very rash, very uh, knee-jerk, very sort of driven reaction. Um, let me just move because my wife has decided to start washing up. Yeah, of course you're not washing up. When do you ever wash up? Like, you don't ever wash up. Like, I, I do the bloody washing. I do, I do. I was here first. Yes, but this is what water is. I want to drink it, I need the water. Oh, I see. 
Welcome to Domestic Life with me, Joe Cavalier, and I'm Aspen. So anyway, um, she's very good trying not to make too much noise, ticking around in the background. Um, uh, yeah, so I made, I, made, I made a mistake, and it happens, you know, and I, I hold my hands up to them every time I make them. Um, and that's what I did, and about, an hour, about two hours later, maybe, hour and a half later, I sat down, I kind of chewed through it a little bit, and I wrote out a long email to the guys at Rybrook to say, basically, look, disappointed in this whole journey up to now. Um, I think it, it shouldn't have been like that. And on the very front of your website, you talk about five-star five customer service, um, and that's certainly not what you deliver. And I know that because our companies do deliver five-star customer service. You just have to look at our reviews to see that. So I know what five-star customer service looks like, and that ain't it. Um, so I, so I, did, I did you know, explain that to them. Um, I then went on to say that I had, however, made a mistake. I'd reacted too quickly. I was too rash. I was too harsh. Um, and actually, you know, they're, they're, it's silly for me to tank this deal, and I would like to come in tomorrow and, and, and collect the car and continue on as, as we'd agreed. Um, so I sent them that email. Um, and, and again, you know, just, just put, it, put it back to them and said, look, we'll come in, we'll pick up the car, we'll work through them with you, the registration, the one for next week. I'll then come back from holiday, probably Tuesday next week. I'll come back um, and collect the car. And then obviously I'll, I'll, I'll go back on the holiday again. Um, so that's, that's kind of what we're gonna end up doing. Well, I assume that's what we're going to end up doing. So I emailed it to them. Um, I then uh, was connected to the, um, to, the, to the top sales manager, effectively, at Rybrook um, in, in Shrewsbury. Um, so I just pinged him a message on Friday, uh, pinged him a message on LinkedIn. It's Friday evening. So I did, I did start off with apologies. This is a Friday evening message. So, you know, apologies. I don't expect you to pick this up type of stuff. And just said, look, you're probably not even aware of the situation. This is kind of, you know, the crack. Um, I, I've you know, messed up a little bit here myself, um, held my hands up to that, and I said, I've sent your team an email, here's the email, so I just sent them the email. Um, I was like, you know, and you know, we'll, we'll go from there. But to me, this was all supposed, because it's fleet cars, this is all supposed to be about relationships and building relationships. So, you know, we, we have these partners to go back to. Um, and what ended up happening was this now has become purely transactional. That's all, that's all this is at the moment. It's just a transactional journey, which is fine. And we do that all the time. And that's where I would say our suppliers are. You know, like a company like Booker's, for example, or Castle Howell, who supply our food in our restaurant, or a company like Nisbet's, or a company like, um, you know, Viking, or Veolia, or, you know, all of these types of companies provide us services. And we've got tons of them. They're transactional service relationships. Um, <clears throat> then we have our partners, people like our media company, people like our contract builders, people like our PR company, people like our, um, our, our architecting partners and stuff like that. These are people that provide us a service that we pay for, um, our accountants, our solicitors, um, but they are relationship services. These are people that I will turn around and go, go speak to this person in this business, they will absolutely look after you. These are people that I know today, came across my desk this morning, 
uh, a company's going to administration. I'm super interested in it. I'm getting the NDAs through in a second. I'm going to get those signed off. I'm going to look at the finances later. And I know that tomorrow I'm going to need to do some relatively heavy due diligence. I can prepare that, send it to our accountants for Monday morning. I can give them a buzz and go, hey, guys, can you support me with this? Have a look. What do you think? I've got a 5 p.m. deadline. I'm on holiday. <laughs> but what, what can we do type of stuff? Um, and these partners will work with us to help that happen. Um, and because it's going to be a 5 p.m. deadline, we're going to literally drop it on their desk at 7 o'clock in the morning on a Monday. And by 4 o'clock, we need to have a package together ready to go. Now, that will require some really strategic, really strong partnership working. And we've built that relationship over time. And that's what a true kind of partnership looks like. And I just think that with where we were with our cars was we wanted to try and get to a partnership where when we need more cars, which we will do down the line, we can just go speak to these guys. It's a really seamless journey, but also we can recommend them to other people that, we, that we're with um, and other people we know. So again, they get that seamless journey. And when we recommend someone to go somewhere, we want them to make sure they get that excellent five-star customer service because I don't want to send somebody on a recommendation to someone that we use and then to then get a shit service. So that was kind of my frustration. That's a lot of talking in a lot of time, um, not a lot of time. So I'm going to go now. I haven't heard from BMW yet. So my assumption is we're going to get there and it's all going to be fine and okay, probably a little bit frosty, um, but we'll be okay and we'll pick up the car. I assume they're not going to turn around and go, nah, you're an ass, fuck off. But they might. <laughs> so we'll see. I assume they won't, but we'll see. So anyway, onwards and upwards to car journey. Um, and that should be what you see us next. Okay, we're all done. So I've got, I've got my BMW stuff. I've got two cars. They're over there. Yeah. Paul's going to put the photos up now. Paul put the photos of the, the front of the cars up. Um, so that's two cars. Uh, I have already made a faux pas on it in the sense of I have them set it up. So when I walk away from it, it beeps. Um, so every time I walk anywhere near it or walk away from it, it goes beep beep and it locks, but it's really loud, really obnoxious. So Emma was like, yeah, I'm not turning mine on. And the first thing I did when I walked away was like, yeah, I'm turning this off. Like, so that's going to be the first thing I changed. But yeah, going to drive it out and see how we, um, how we crack on. Might even get Emma to film it. Okay, we'll see how we go. Much, much, much later. Right, if you're watching this and you watched the episode before, you'll know exactly why I'm here. You'll know exactly why there's this backdrop. Um, if you're not, if you haven't watched the episode before, you'll have no idea why, and I'm not going to explain it. Just don't be lazy. Go back and watch the last five minutes of the previous episode. Um, so we've got this new car. <clears throat> it's lovely. It's glorious. Um, it's really nice to drive. It's got all the mod cons. It's tech and everything else that comes with it. The reason why I've struggled with it, and this is sound like a really silly first world problem, because I get how this is going to sound. Oh, this poor guy with this nice car. Um, I get it. I get it. But the reason why I didn't want to get a new car was, A, I didn't want to go through the faff of having to find one, because I'm not a massive car-y person anyway. So I had to go through all the different dealers, what I wanted, what I was looking for, everything else that kind of came with it. So what I wanted to do there, in terms of what I wanted to get which i didn't know so i had to go through this whole journey then i had to go through the negotiation piece with bmw which was again a real headache and it's not that i can't do it but it's not like developing a a partnership with a supplier in a standard way i guess so it's it's been a, a slightly different journey <clears throat> and 
they've not been amazing. They've been okay, but it's not been amazing. Thankfully, the pickup was was all right, which was good. Um, and obviously, I was excited about the pickup, so that was good. The journey getting there was quite strenuous. Um, so yeah, that was that was that piece. Driving is lovely. I'm gonna have to figure out the electric side of things because obviously at the moment we don't have any charge points. So our, our, our electrician, I spoke to our electrician about getting charge points at our house and getting charge points at the business. It was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. It's gonna be it's a month like wait time for the charging unit. So I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> like, so off to off to supermarkets and gyms and random places to charge the car. Um, so yeah, but but one thing I'm finding quite tough and quite difficult is that. I want to keep it nice and clean and pristine. And now I'm like, even where I'm staying at the moment, tiny, tiny little residential streets. Everyone parks up on the pavement on these like tiny narrow streets. I'm like, I'm not parking my car there. I'm not parking on the pavement because I don't want someone to walk past and scratch it. I'm not parking out on the road because I don't want someone to drive past and scratch it. So I had to park about a quarter of a mile that way. And I'm parked on a corner, but it's a wide corner. And I'm just like, oh God, even a minute ago, I was just like going past it. I was like, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. And like, it just gives me palpitations and headaches that this car is now going to get damaged or scratched or crashed into. I'm just, oh, when did I become this person? And I get it's a proper first world problem. I understand that. So I'm not looking for sympathy. I guess what I'm explaining is the mindset of how we attribute value to things because with my last car which was just a you know, battered up Vauxhall um, insignia I wasn't I wouldn't have worried about it. I just chucked it up on the pavement wouldn't have thought about it wouldn't have worried if I'd like you know, scratch my scratch my alloy slightly or if somebody scratched alongside the car or anything like that um, wouldn't have bothered me but with this one I'm like nah I'm, I'm really concerned about it and I don't know I don't know why um I guess because it's new and I don't know when that wears off if that wears off or not but it's interesting that you apply more value into things that are nicer and do you look after them better or do you just do it for a period of time because it's new and then you slip back into your old habits because that behavioral change takes like 90 days so I'm kind of curious about that, but yeah, I just, I don't want anyone to scratch my car. <laughs> like, so it's a weird one, but it's lovely to drive. I'm going to go pick the second up this week. So I'll do some, do some more on that. And I will, when I, when I, uh, I, I might do it as we go to France, because we're going to drive to France in an electric car. So I might do a little review around electric cars. Or I might just do a, an episode or so when I actually come back just around electric cars, because I know so much now about electric cars. Um, but yeah, I thought I would just I would just finish that video off. Like I say, it was buying a car should be something that's really enjoyable and really exciting and really fun. Um, and I think the job of the sales team is to make it like that for the customer. And I think part of that really came through with BMW, absolutely. But I think once we got beyond the point of choosing the car, it then just became like real hardship and. I guess part of the reason why that was challenging for me is because as a business owner, I do these kind of negotiations and deals all the time. But if you don't, you can get railroaded or barreled or just completely like, what the hell's going on? And the experience doesn't necessarily become fun. And I just wonder how that, how they can adjust that experience to be more engaging. Maybe it's not like that with consumers. Maybe it was like that for me because we were doing a deal on fleet cars and therefore 
the way we we operate with it is slightly different so i don't know but it was um could have been a better experience they definitely could have done a better job i definitely could have behaved in a in a, in a probably a better way is the is the best way of explaining that um but yeah that's it so anyway onward upward um thank you for listening i'm an entrepreneur uh, no ah! <laughs> i'm so out of sorts it's crazy this is entrepreneur life with me joel campbell and i am an entrepreneur